This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast here on Rotographs Audio. My name is Dylan Higgins. I'm your host. I'm joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? Hi, Dylan. A lot's changed and a lot's stayed the same. Yeah, we uh, we find ourselves here at Rotographs. It's our second season doing this show, but our first uh, here with Rotographs, and we're happy to be here for sure. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think I, you know, I think we got to step up our game this year since we're part of Rotograph. Yep, so. we're happy to join this family and also uh, making another change. Last year we did twice a week, which yep. is pretty manageable. But because I'm a madman, we're uh, bringing you a daily fantasy podcast. I, you, you are 100% correct. You are a madman. Yes. I... So <laughs> Monday through Friday, five days a week, we'll be bringing you uh, some fantasy analysis and uh, also doing a bit more focusing on daily fantasy strategies, which are yeah. really popular, and I can see why, and we like to bring that to you. There is another fantasy baseball podcast here on the Rotographs audio network, of course, The Sleeper in the Bust, hosted by Paul Sporer. We'll continue as normal, of course. This is now the sister podcast. So we're going to try and go about 20, 25 minutes uh, Monday through Friday, and then they'll bring you deeper analysis three times a week. I think I'd rather refer to us as the, the little brother podcast. To, not the sister podcast? Not the, I would prefer not to be the sister podcast. I'm the, sorry. The sibling podcast. Absolutely. That, that, that's slightly better. Yeah. Well, uh, Paul Spore is joined by Eno Saris and Jason Collette. That's Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays. And they go long form into much deeper formats. But yeah. we're going to do, uh, we're going to skim the surface five days a week here. Okay. So. So just to bring everybody up to speed, last year we, we did a, a podcast in which we picked a, a, a streaming candidate every day. We tracked our results. Yes. Uh, Dylan is the heavyweight belt holder in the streaming contest. Yes. I have won 100% of our competitions, one for one, last year. The rules of the contest are simply picking a starting pitcher less than 50% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Because if we recommend Clayton Kershaw against the Padres, that's probably not very helpful to you. But we try and dig a little deeper, and maybe it'll help you in DFS, because he'll be a low-budget pitcher, or maybe in your shallower leagues where you can stream. But it's always good to look for those under-the-radar guys. And so we do that, and we keep track of it, and uh, put it in a spreadsheet and see how we do throughout the year. So you can look at how we're doing, and if if we have a 5 ERA, maybe you shouldn't listen to us. Yeah, we we actually put well or bet against us in stream in in DFS. Yes, exactly, exactly. So uh, we'll be doing that this year, and uh, now that we're daily, we can just do some recaps of what's going on in baseball as well, which is good. This is opening night. We're doing this podcast for Monday, April sixth, but mm-hmm. we just watched opening night, Cubs and Cardinals, and I know Matt was really excited about seeing Wrigley Field. Oh, was I ever? Oh boy. You, you, I'm sorry, b- baseball, you, you can't do that. Yeah, it's not an opening night. That's tough. You, no, not an opening night. You literally had 30 stadiums to choose from, and this is what you chose. Come on. It, yeah. Yeah. So it turned out the weather in Chicago was tough this uh, winter, and things weren't ready. And I think you know something about that, too. I know quite a bit about that. Yeah. Uh, just to give a quick update for, for those of us following us from our FPM one days, uh, Matt is back in the U.S. He's married uh, with a job, a real job. And just closed on a condo about two weeks ago. So I, I went from zero to adult in about a month. Man, you which is good. You're bringing up the average because uh, for me, I work in an arcade. So clearly oh, I'm, oh, I'm pulling oh. this the other way. Ar- ar- arcade and what? It's And a bar. An arcade yeah. and a bar, which I'm not sure is uh, that much 
a more adult, but but that's true. That's true. Dylan, why don't you tell the listeners where you're living now these days? <laughs> I also moved into a house that floats on a river, which is it's as ridiculous as it sounds. It's it literally floats. Um, I'm sure we'll, there'll be plenty of references of it to it throughout the podcast. Um, oh, I, I've just got you know if I could just ask a question. So do you, do you walk around playing? I'm on a boat like constantly. No, in my head, not out loud, but okay. it, it plays in my head for sure. Okay. It's not a boat; it's a floating house. I always have to specify. Fair enough. All right, let's uh, get to some baseball here before we lose it, our very fresh listeners. We are doing analysis for Monday, April sixth. Coming up tomorrow, opening day. Opening night's nice. We saw one game. We saw yeah. an unfinished stadium. But tomorrow, there's a bunch of real games and uh, plenty to pick from in terms of DFS. Yeah, I mean, opening night, you had you know not only an unfinished stadium, but also kind of I hate to say kind of an unfinished team. I mean, yeah, Chris, they're, they're Chris, getting there. Chris, but yeah, Chris Chris Bryant was kind of you know his, his the lack of his presence was kind of looming large. Yeah. Well, they got shut down. They got shut down by a good team. You know, they didn't get embarrassed. It was 3-0, but there wasn't a lot going on. So, do you want to start with our contest, or do you want to start with our uh, DFS notes? I think we should go with the contest and then go into the DFS. And All right. Can... We'll get this out of the way. So, okay. um, uh, early in the season, all these I'm aces sorry. are going. There's not much to pick from for us. No, no Dylan, I'm, I'm the challenger. You're the champion. So, does that mean I, I, I come out to you, or does that mean you, you, you want you want to lead off? Um, I think you should uh, you should challenge. You should come out with uh, with throwing down the gauntlet for okay. Monday the 6th. Now, now, remember, our threshold is less than 50% owned in Yahoo leagues. Yes, and on opening day, that's tough. Yeah, on opening day, there really wasn't much to choose from. Um, I, I think Henderson Alvarez was one of the possible choices. You know, Josh Coleman, no, no, no. But there is, a, I do have a pick, and I think you have the same pick. Is Henderson Alvarez under 50%? He might not be. But I don't think he is, because <laughs> he gets the uh, punchless Braves. He's at 60%. That would be a fine pick, but... That's... Yeah. Seems kind of high for Henderson. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, not a lot of strikeouts. I I, I do have a pick, and okay. I honestly I have to say I have literally no stats to back this pick up with. Okay, I might I might be there with you. I I I think we have the same pick. I'm picking Clay Buckholtz starting. He's on the road against the Phillies. Yes. Um. Spoiler alert. Also my pick. Okay. Um, Clay, he looks he looks healthy this spring. Yeah, you know, he's averaging more than a strikeout per inning, which I know in you know spring training doesn't mean anything because he could be averaging you know an inning a strikeout an inning against a you know some guy who's you know playing in San Bernardino next week. Mm-hmm. But it, it's still I I think he's healthy. Yeah. I, I, last year he was playing with with the bad knee all year, and I think it obviously affected him. Yeah. Um, he gets the Phillies who. Are kind of I don't, I don't want to say punchless, but I'm just I'm they're not, not afraid that lineup this year. There's they're not good. No, Who, who's in that outfield? The center fielder. Uh, oh, oh, I should know this off the top. Odebell. Odebell. He's a second baseman that has not played much in the high minors. Uh, I like him for fantasy purposes, to be honest. He's fantasy interesting, but he's not a good baseball player. He, he might steal some bases. I don't, you know, if, he, yeah. if, he, if you're not in a 15-team league with five outfielders, I don't see him being draftable. No. Like, he's kind of fantasy interesting, but in terms of this lineup, I look at it, uh, Ben Revere, Odebell, Chase Utley, and Ryan Howard hitting third and fourth, which would be pretty good five years ago. Um, yeah. Carlos Ruiz, Grady Sizemore, Cody Ashey, Freddie Galvis. This, I'm not scared of them. 
at all. Please, I, w- I would happily stream Clay Buckholz against the Phillies. Yeah. If could. And, and Clay Buckholz is plenty volatile. You know, it could go badly. There's some downside here, but he's also shown that he can be uh, pretty good. I, I think I think he's healthy. I think he's due for a bounce back the other way, and I think it starts yeah. in Philadelphia against the Phillies. Yeah. So you and I, um, I mean, the, the worst thing about this pick is he goes up against Cole Hamels. He might have a hard time getting a win, but you know, there's not a lot to pick from on this day. Again, there's so many aces going, there's not many eligible starters. The other options were Bartolo Colon at the Nationals, which I like Bartolo Colon, and I don't want anything to do with that. Um, Giovanni Gallardo goes to Oakland, and the A's aren't that scary on paper right now, but... I don't want any part of Giovanni Gallardo. He's not good. He's not against, good. Against a team that's actually, you know, patient. Yeah. yeah and he, then, he's going he's to throw 120 pitches before the fifth inning. That's quite possible. And then um, Josh Goldmunter at home versus the Giants, and he's he's the opposite of Clay Buckholz. He's that does not have much upside. He's not very interesting at all. So um, yeah, so you and I uh, on the same page there with Buckholz. I don't think it's a slam dunk pick at all, but it's the most interesting one for you opening see, day. I think it is a slam dunk pick. If I, if I were playing, if I were to play DFS, wink, wink, mm-hmm. I would absolutely roll 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 right. Buckholz out there. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to be, uh, you're not going to be here with me on Tuesday, taking Tuesday off. So let's make some picks for Tuesday as well. Okay. Uh, I will be here Tuesday. I'll be joined by Brad Johnson, also of, uh, Rotographs, but mm-hmm. he is not in our contest. You are in our contest with me. So Tuesday, you let off before. I only saw two guys were even eligible. There's a few less games that day. Um, the two there's, options I saw... There's a lot of guys eligible. Uh, maybe only two that interested me. Okay, that's, that's a better way to phrase it. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about Matt Garza versus the Rockies. Matt Garza's really boring, and he's at home versus the Rockies. You, of course, would not send him to Coors. No. And the Rockies have a lot of talented hitters, but they're hitting on the road. We talked about this some last year. Like, they struggle when their environment changes so hard, you know. The guy I like, the guy that's interesting, and I think it's a popular sleeper, is Jesse Hahn, is at home versus the Rangers. And the Rangers have to be better than they were last year. They have to be. But I, they still don't really scare me yet. Like, they're going to have to show up first. And Jesse Hahn showed in San Diego, but he showed that he certainly has talent. He's now been traded twice. We talked about this last year. We kind of have a blind trust in the A's. If he's the guy they targeted, then... There might be something there, and uh, I really think his problem so far has been health. So I'm interested in Jesse Hahn. I drafted him a few places. It's kind of a popular sleeper, and starting off with the Rangers is not a terrible matchup. Okay. I I, I had two names. Jesse Hahn was one of them, but he is not my pick. Okay, good. I'm going I'm going back to the well one more time. Uh-oh. Last year, one of my cuddle buddies was Wei Yin Chen. Yes. I believed in him. Just about the, almost all year, I think I, I rolled him out there quite a bit. And yes. I think you know for, for a guy who had a three five four ERA, I think I got him on all all his crap starts because I don't remember a single one being successful. Yeah, that ERA I, looked a lot better he, than he managed it actually sixteen is. wins last year. I don't think I had a single one of them as, yeah. as a streaming pick. I really don't. It was rough. Well, the good news is we kept track. We could look if we really want. We but... we could if we wanted to. Yeah. But he's he's on the road against Tampa Bay. He actually he pitched better on the road last year than he did at home. I don't know if that has any correlation whatsoever. I'm sure there are a dozen rotographs guys with you know calculators who are probably going to tell me how much of an idiot I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay re- re- struggled against lefties last year. They were like 20th in the league with a sub 700 team OPS. Mm-hmm. He's a lefty. He's pitching on the road. 
you know, I'm, I'm, it's early in the season. I'm kind of just throwing my hands up and saying I, I like Wei Yin Chen, and I sure. think it's a good matchup for him. Sure. Yeah, he's going uh, going down to Tampa, and they're not so scary right now. So, yeah, that's I, my I, pick. Don't, I don't mind that pick at all. Don't yeah, mind the, that pick ta- at all. the Taiwanese lefty Wei Yin Chen. Cool. So uh, tomorrow or Monday, we both like Buckles as a wild card and the, against the terrible Phillies. And then Tuesday, uh, Jesse Han and Wei Yin Chen. Worth watching. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so from Monday, what do you like it in terms of DPS just for regular hitters? Okay, what I like to do early in the season with DFS is I like to bet against guys that I think probably suck. Okay, yeah. So, just looking at the sheet, there are two names. There's really one name that really stands out. That oh yeah, is a guy I want to bet against. Oh yeah, and there are a couple options in that game that I think are going to be really strong DFS plays. Okay, um, I'm focusing on Kyle Kendrick. Yes. Going kind, to kind of agreed to be the worst opening day starter. Yes, by far. Yes, he 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 gets he gets that championship belt of, of the worst opening day starter. Yes, uh, it it was close with um, let's see, yeah, Josh Colmenter, but I, I've got, I've got to give the nod to Cal Kendrick. Anyway, I love the Brewers middle infield, uh, Scooter Gannett and John Segura. Okay, both hit righties, both hit well at home. Guess what? They're facing a crappy righty, Cal Kendrick, and they're hitting at home. Yes. Other plays I kind of liked. Um, I, I got to roll my, my guy Kevin Kiermaier out there. Uh, okay. He's going up against Chris Tillman at Baltimore at home. Yeah, a solid uh, pitcher, but not a scary pitcher. Kiermaier, he he did damage against against righties at home last year. He, he, I think he hit over two ninety and over hundred plate appearances at home. Yeah, I, I like Kevin Kiermaier a lot this year. He's okay. he's in quite a few of, of my NFBC draft champs teams. Uh-huh. I'm big on Kevin Kiermaier. I think he's going to have a big day, too. Sure. Um, I looked at... I ran down positions. Um, I have two okay. catchers I really like. Okay. Brian McCann, he was pretty good at home last year, and he gets your boy, Drew Hutchison. And the problem with Drew Hutchison, other than he's a fly ball pitcher a bit, is uh, he can't handle left-handed hitters. Mm. And I like Drew Hutchison, just like you like Drew Hutchison. But McCann uh, is in a good place to... I don't know, I just think he's more talented than he showed last year, which might keep his price down a little bit. Okay. Um, but more interesting it's... than him, maybe, is uh, Devin Mesoraco gets Francisco Liriano. And Devin Mesoraco broke out last year, but he's always been really good against lefties. Okay. Just mashes See, I, lefties. Actually, I, I would go back to the Brewers at, at, at catcher and DFS. I, I would be more interested in Josh... In, in, in Lucroy than I would in, in the other two. Sure. Yeah, Lucroy is never a bad bet. I don't know if he has the uh, platoon advantage, but he's, you know, it's not like he's worthless against righties, that's for sure. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he does have a platoon advantage against righties in, in Miller. Especially, you know, we can start talking about uh, DFS strategies early on, but a popular one is stacking. Mm-hmm. The concept, if you can pick a bunch of guys from the same lineup and they drive each other in, if, you know, Jeanette drives in Segura, then you get a point for the RBI and for the run, you know. Of course. So, so uh, if you're big on the Brewers, going with Lucroy as well is not a bad idea either. Well, should, you know, Cal Kendrick tosses like eight eight shutout innings with yeah. like three hit ball. Well, that'll happen. Um, I was also thinking about the difference in the different kinds of DFS uh, styles in terms of um, a popular one is like the 50-50 games where all you have to do is finish in the top half and you get mm-hmm. and you win. And that feels like more of a conservative play where you might go with the obvious guys. Like you might take Clayton Kershaw against the Padres, you know. But if you're in one of those big pools with thousands of people in it, you're not going to win by picking the obvious picks. And I, you might try and go with someone like Clay Buckholz or something who is unlikely to be great, but if he does do well, 
he's going to get you a lot of points that nobody else got because nobody yeah. else went with him. Just kind of, do you want to play conservative or do you want to like, you know, shoot for the moon? And well, it might depend on uh, what style you're in. If, if you, you know, if, if you came to gamble, you might as well gamble. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you're doing 50-50 and you're like, oh, I only have to be in the top half, then it's a little different. So I picked another Brewer because you're right. That's the best matchup pitcher-wise. And uh, okay. the Brewer's new first baseman, Adam Lind, um, his value is down because he can't hit lefties at all. But the good news is Kyle Kendrick's the righty. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Lind was even more split last year, but he had a 942 OPS against righties last year. And so that's pretty darn good, and his price isn't going to be that high because he's only useful against them. But he does get Kyle Kendrick, so I don't see why that would be so bad. Freddie Freeman gets Henderson Alvarez. I don't think that's a slam dunk, but Freddie Freeman's always worth attention. I don't know <laughs> who's going to drive in, but... Uh, he's there. And then I had a little more trouble in the middle infield. The other name that stuck out a little bit to me, even though he's not a terrible pitcher but might be overrated, is uh, Jared Weaver goes up against the Mariners. And I think okay. people are too high on the Mariners this year. I think they're an interesting team for sure. People are making them World Series picks and everything, and I don't know that I believe that. But um, not with, No, not with that outfield. No, but Cano and Seager, second base and third base against Weaver. Weaver's just not a scary pitcher anymore. You know, he's fine, he's okay, but um they guy. both have the platoon advantage against him and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind stacking them. You know, I don't think that's a huge value, but uh when I was writing guys dead down I liked uh Cano at second base if you're willing to spend the money. And uh Seeger at third base, who's always been consistent, you know, keeps getting better quietly and nobody can really tell why. And then uh what'd you think in the outfield? Were there any big outfielders that stuck out to you? Um, I mentioned Kevin Kiermeyer. I like him a lot in the yeah. matchup against Tillman. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I would, I would look to exploit because I, I don't think anybody's going to be thinking about him, and yeah. I think he's probably gonna, he's going to come exceptionally cheap. Yeah. Um, other outfielders I would I would be considering. Do you have anybody on your list you want to talk about first? Um, maybe, but none of them I felt really great about. Uh, Bryce Harper mm-hmm. versus Bartolo Colon. Neither of them have really strong splits. Um, I don't know. I don't know that you're getting a value in Harper, but I don't see that as a bad situation for him at all. If, if I if I was gonna go go with a guy like a splash guy, I'd probably go with Puig. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it's a great matchup against Shields, but I could just see you know Puig having one of those like ridiculous stat lines in opening day. Yeah. And then um, I like Nori Aoki because he gets Colmenter. And I know he has the reverse splits, but Colmenter's not going to strike him out, and he hits for good contact, and they're going to use him near the top of that lineup. You know, um, Kind of a quiet play, also pretty underrated, but I don't see no. why he wouldn't run uh, over in the desert. You know, Dylan, against... would, would you have any interest in betting, betting against Masahiro Tanaka? On the season or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Uh, on the season, I would. Did you hear his comments the other day where he was yes. saying, oh, I might not throw as hard anymore? That's why I'm bringing him up. As if it's no big deal. I was never on him before. Yeah, um, my elbow kind of hurts, so I'm not going to throw as hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that would cause me to go all in on opening day, but he could quickly become a guy to target. And there are definitely a lot of Blue Jays that could do damage. So if you're feeling lucky, I don't, I mean, Bautista, Encarnacion, any of those guys, you know. Mm. That's a big loaded lineup for sure. Yeah, it really is. And then uh, the only shortstop, I mean, Segura is nice. The other one that stuck out to me, um, Ian Desmond is always good, and he gets Bartolo Colon too. And there are no real big splits going on there. So um, I don't see a problem with that. If you're a big Desmond believer, he has a pretty okay matchup tomorrow. Fair enough. And then uh, finally, any pitchers that stuck out to you for opening day other than, obviously, we made our deeper picks. Kershaw does get San Diego. And if you're playing, again, in a more conservative league, like 
why not? You know, those are, I don't want to say guaranteed points, but about as good a guess as you'll get, you know. <sighs> Pitchers that stick out to me here. Yeah. Mm, you know, it's open. I, Max Scherzer's looking. I'm, it, Against the Mets. That looks pretty, that looks like a pretty nice matchup to me. I'm, yeah. I'm not sold in the Mets at all. I, I know they're getting a lot of buzz for, you know, like, you know, possible like wild card sleeper. I don't really see yeah. it. I mean, I, yeah, okay, they have the starting pitching. They their, their pitching's better, but their lineup's but, still not scary. No, no. Yeah. What, what, Juan Lagares is going to, you know, steal 30 bases and hit 10 home runs? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, yeah, he would be a good pick. I also wrote down uh, your boy, Jeff Samarja, gets the Royals. Really? And I don't know if Jeff Samarja's going to be as good as he was last year, but the Royals are not scary. They now have Kendris Morales and Alex Rios, you know, to pump up their lineup. I I, I know spring training stats don't mean anything, but when you hear all all offseason how Samarja is going to struggle with the long ball this season, then he goes out and gives up nine home runs during spring training. Are you are you worried as a pessimistic White Sox fan? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. And honestly, well, it's just the problem is I've I've seen this play out a lot. In, in the course of my White Sox fandom, yes. you know, we acquire a, a big name pitcher and expecting, and we expect, you know, like a big season and he just falls flat in his face. We've seen that happen quite yes. a bit with White Sox. If you don't you know, go with Samarja, I can understand why, but he's I, worth I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to David Wells here, yeah. and you could probably go back earlier than that if I actually thought about it. Yeah. But, you know, Wellsy, Jamie Navarro, when he was supposed to be something special. Jake Peavy. You could say was, Bartolo Cologne. Jake Peavy was disappointing. Yeah, but, but then again, what they traded he, for him ended up not burning him too bad either. Well, no, they, they they traded for him while he was in the DL. I don't. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I had uh, one more. It's going to be almost as expensive as Kershaw, so it's not that over the under the radar. But uh, Corey Kluber gets yeah. the Astros, and I like Corey Kluber as much as anybody. He's not my favorite. I like facing the Astros in this kind of format, not because I think they're not a great offense, but they're going to strike out a lot. A yeah, lot, a lot, a lot, I, and those I, strikeouts are worth points. I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I don't know if betting against the Astros is going to be a, a great strategy this year. I really don't. Well, we found out last year this uh, this analysis stuff is a lot harder earlier in the season when we have no idea what we're dealing with. But, yes. Um, so, so we're kind of throwing darts here. But would it shock you at all if he struck out twelve tomorrow? Corey Kluber? Yeah. No. He gets, you know. Evan Gaddis can't hit anything. George Springer is either going to hit two home runs or strike out three times. Of course, Chris Carter, you know, I, there's a lot of strikeouts in that lineup, which I yeah, think will be brilliant. a decent lineup. It's it's a volatile lineup. It might hit four home runs off you, but they could strike out a lot. They're going to be exciting. Yeah. No, I, I like them as a team, but a, a strikeout pitcher gets to go take them on. You you could see some big numbers. They could have their off days for sure. So absolutely, yeah, I, so. I agree with you. You know, I, I'm just saying we don't get the we don't have you Darvish to, to roll out oh, there in, in April yeah. against the Astros anymore. That's true. That that one bumped me out. That one bumped me out. Well, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of options for you at all the positions. We're trying to keep it brief because we're going to be talking a lot during the week, and hopefully we brought some stuff to uh, help you guys out here on our first episode. Hit Rotographs Audio. Feel the streams, Matt. Is there anything else you'd uh, like to add before we uh, close up shop today? No, I'm sorry, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good opening night. We got opening day tomorrow. A lot of baseball to watch tomorrow. Um, you can find me on Twitter at oh. Higgins MLB. Matt also on Twitter. Yeah, sadly, still Matt the FPN one. I've, I've got to upgrade. I've got to update my 
my, my screen name now that I've moved on. Yeah, yeah I, I ended the year at FPN1, and I, I went to Rotoballer briefly and did, like, two articles, and then I had to move. You're and, a journeyman. Yeah, and now I'm I'm with you at Rotograph, so I've, I've really got to update my Twitter handle. I really Journey, do. Journeyman. Journeyman. So, you, uh, yeah, find us on Twitter. Um, pay attention in the post. Of course, follow at Rotographs. Of course, of course. Get all sorts of info at Rotographs, fangraphs.com slash fantasy. Yeah, and make sure, again, to check out our big brother podcast, our brother podcast, our cousin podcast, The Sleeper on the Bus with Paul Spore, <laughs> Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, with uh, a lot more deeper analysis than we're getting in. Those guys are smarter than us, and they're worth listening to. I, yeah, I, I you know what, I, I almost corrected you saying that they're, they're probably, they probably are smarter than us. Yeah, yeah. Probably <laughs> smarter than us. They'll be joining us on here from time to time, too, I'm sure. So, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, good to have them. Have them come join us in our contest. Anyway, for Matt DeWaskin, I'm Dylan Higgins. I'll see you guys every morning, Monday through Friday, for the 2015 season. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.